Targ, go Murloc. <laughs> Azros, go Murloc. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> like the Al Sharpton of Murlocs. <laughs> yeah, there was this whole inner city thing to that Murloc. <laughs> Welcome to the Thunder Brew Distillery here in Karanos, Dunmoreau. Dust off your favorite drinking mug, order up a pint of Rhapsody Malt and settle in. It's time for another round of Tavern Cast with your hosts Cromley, Aloysius, Karg, and Kernkater. We'll bring ye tools, tips, tales, and tricks from the great world of Warcraft. Welcome to Taverncast for the week of October 10th, 2005. This is Kernkater. This is Aloysius. And this is Cromley. Welcome back, everybody. Hello. And we might sound a little different because we're recording on our fancy studio setup now. Fancy. We're surrounded by used comforters. We'll have to put some pictures up. Yeah, we'll put some pictures up. Yeah, we're in a completely new location with uh, some pretty cool material surrounding us. Some equipment. Aren't we exactly like 10 feet below where we used to record? No. Barely. Well, we're almost. Yeah, we're, we're underneath the bathroom now. Oh, okay. So sure. if anyone goes up to use the bathroom, we'll have to stop recording. So <laughs> that's true. Those are the uh, those are the pipes right that's, above us, aren't yeah. they? That's, that's the pipe. That's the shower right there. Sweet. So. What's next? Beer of the week. Oh yeah. Yeah. Good point. Hello. It's a tavern cast, and we have the beer. The beer. So beer this week. South of the border. Exactly. Tavern cast this week is sponsored by Dos Equis Amber. Imported. This Imported. is the good stuff right here. With From Mexico. Woo! Yay. Woo! Yeah, see, this is the uh, this is the good beer to have in a, in a good Mexican restaurant with limes in it. Because I have limes in mine right now, and that's what makes it better. It, for just a I'd pl- say it's the alcohol that makes it better. Uh-huh. It is the alcohol. And uh, we're eating guacamole today. Homemade guacamole. Homemade guacamole. From the Cromley household. Yep. Yep. Cromade, yep. Cromade, homemade guacamole. We also, we also have, have various dips. Eat smart jalapeno Chips. and lime tray bean dip. Tress bean dip. Look at what tress bean dip. Tress bean dip. Tostitos medium salsa con queso and some regular old hot chips. <laughs> <laughs> I want to give a big thank you out to all those who have donated to us. We've had a lot of donations flood in since the last uh, show in the last like, two weeks ago when we taped the last show. Uh, so I'm just going to read through these real quick. When possible, I've used the game name or the forum name that you gave me to use, but obviously I don't have them for everybody, so that's why these names will change back and forth. Uh, so here we go. Rafaim, Kevin Fitzpatrick, Jeff Sykes, Matt Hurdle, Feet, Adam Christmas, Eric Betancourt, Galt, Michael Daniels, Chris Domel, B. Vogel, Paul Ferfari, Tagrat, Tommy Valier, Shendo, Masked Mustelid, Cow Garrick, Frank <laughs> Sandoval. Cow is K A K A A O. I think that's Cow. Yeah. He's Frank Sandoval, uh, Scott McKeon, Sam Young, Paul Chase, Robinius, who gave us a very generous donation, and Chad Casson just came in just before we started taping. My micro-mechanism thanks you. My computer tapes thank you. And I thank you. So if your name's not on there and you donated, sorry. There's a lot of donations coming in. I'm trying to keep up with them all. So thanks to all those people for the generous donations they've given us. We've used that to get a mixer, a compressor, and also to set up a Skype account that you can use to call in and leave messages on voicemail. 
It's actually a real phone number. So if you call 734-418-8727, you can leave voicemails, um, which we will receive here at TavernCast and maybe even play on the air. And I think uh, Eloy here has a certain kind of message he wants to hear from you guys. Yeah, we're looking to have you guys call up and send us your voice doing your best Murloc impersonation. So I want to hear you take your best stab at doing a Murloc. And it sounds a little something like this. Yeah, we actually, I think we had one in the outtakes last last show. So mm -hmm. you heard that too. That sounded, that'll be, that'll be fun. I'll be interested to hear everybody's take on that. And once we get them in, we'll cobble together the best ones and we'll use them in a future show. Yep. We might even have a prize for the best Murloc. Yeah, do we, did you want to talk about the prize? Well, the winner from last week's, last week's contest was Gammon, Gaman, I think that's how you pronounce your name. Sorry if I'm slaughtering it. Anyway, your special prize will be in the mail very soon. I've got yours and Beef Bloods both here. I haven't mailed them yet, but they'll be going out this week. So, got everything all set up. We will have a brand new contest a little bit later in the show. Are we going to say what the answer was? Oh, yeah, that probably would be helpful. I think it was Marge Simpson, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. Her name was Dreyak. It was from Stargate SG-1, and that was Christopher Judge. I can't the believe clip. I didn't get that. I know. <laughs> it was Christopher Judge, and his character, his wife's uh, name on the show was Dreyak. So are we going to talk about what we're sending these people? No, because I want them to get it first. And well, then how's everybody else going to know what their possible prize and booty is for future contests? Well, because I'm going to, I've emailed them, and they're going to email me back when they get their prize, and that way I can disclose it, because I don't want everybody else to know how cool the prizes are. And then they don't know it. It's not going to be a surprise when they a open it up. It's surprise for them when they open it. Yeah. Okay. It's, they're All really right. cool. So, yeah. So don't, and they don't explode, we promise. No, they don't. Usually. They don't. They shouldn't. They shouldn't explode. Well, yeah. They... Well, there was that one. Right. We interrupt this program to bring you a special news bulletin. The news. The news. The noobs. never gets old. So there's only a few things in the news that I have uh, from a World of Warcraft perspective, but first, I think Cromley's got a couple of new things he wants to talk about. Yeah, well, we just mentioned the uh, the phone number for Skype. That's one thing. I'll just reiterate here. It's 734-418-8727. Or if you already have Skype, you can just uh, send a call to TavernCast, who's our Skype username, and it'll work the same way. We, we won't be signed on very often with TavernCast unless we're doing a show, in which case we won't we might at some point do a show where we take calls, but but you don't have to have Skype to call into the phone number. You no, can no, call you can call with any phone. The seven three four four one eight eight seven two seven, and uh, just you'll hear a little message for voicemail, and just do your voicemail the same you would anything else. I can't wait to hear what some of your voices sound like. I think it'll be kind of neat. Yeah. So what are we looking for? What are they? What are we looking for them to talk about? Well, uh, actually, for a while we were asking for people to uh, submit their stories, yeah. their best Warcraft stories, and we actually ended up canceling that text-wise, because we wanted to do it voice-wise. So, so the plan is then the is plan that is, yes. they're going to call in, and we'll pick the best stories, and then actually Yeah, if you have them. a good a good Warcraft story, come in, you know, tell it to us on voicemail. And okay. If I'll we call. like it, and we get a chance, we'll add it in. Mm -hmm. Are you going to call? I'll call. You're sure. Call yourself? Yeah, okay. I'll tell that one story about the Windows key. We heard that story. <laughs> did Have we heard it in entirety? Oh, we did. Yeah, you did. Yeah. I'm forgetting what I remember. Maybe I'll talk about the show. time that I was standing on the bridge in Iron Forge and there was this oh no, wait. I won't tell that story. Maybe I'll talk about that time that I took off all my armor and danced naked in the oh wait. No. 
No. I remember that. That was in the lake. Well, you were in the lake, lake and there was shrinkage. There was shrinkage involved, but that's what he said. <laughs> yeah. Your armor shrunk. Maybe we should tell. Maybe about? we yeah. should tell the true Pretty story much. of that. That 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 story. Because there's truth to that story that's not being told, <laughs> and it's not me who's not telling it. I always tell the truth. Oh, lies, lies. My lies. own version of the truth. Lies, lies. Well, the other news that that I was going to mention was that we are on a new service for our bandwidth. Uh, it hosts our shows, and we, our last show actually went. It was the first one hosted on this new server, and hopefully we won't have any problems. We haven't had any problems reported yet, and uh, supposedly they provide unlimited bandwidth, which is exactly what we need. So hopefully that will solve our bandwidth problems, and we'll continue to come to you live. I'm just hoping that, that that's actually going to work, <laughs> that that business plan... Of, I don't know how they can give you free bandwidth for a show like ours, because we, we go through bandwidth like it's nobody's business. I'll bet you anything that what they do is they take all of the the small-time podcasters, and I don't mean that like small-time like you guys Like suck. World of Warcast, right? Yeah, like World of Warcast, yeah. right. Small-time podcasters. Just can't cut it. Yeah, World of Warcast, like no one ever listens to that or show. Or Card Talk. Or, uh... Yeah. Card Talk. Or, uh... Sorry. Gamecast Online. You know what? We're okay. Here's the thing with Gamecast Online. We can't talk about that, that show anymore. You know, See, we were going to have him on the show, and he wouldn't even call us back. We we made He's mentions to Azro four times at least in the last episode. Right. That guy's going to have a head the size of like a planet on well, his shoulders. We need to keep throwing it back to Starman and Lindian, though. Yeah, because you know, Starman and Lindian have actually had us on their show like numerous times. Twice. Yeah. Right. right. And I mean, you know, and one time we were on Gamecast Online, he happened to delete our voices. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I remember how that worked. Yeah, so let's give a big shout out to those little noobs over at World of Warcast. Yeah. You know, we're we're happy to come on and uh, help you pimp your show up a little bit cuz we know you need it. But wait a minute, <laughs> weren't weren't they online before we were online? Shh. Lawler skates. It, well, when when I, I said small time, I meant like the the folks that made they're called Pod Faders, so they'll do oh, one, one cast, like uh, maybe Daily two. Gank. Yeah. That's one that annoyed me. I really like that show, and they only did one. Yeah, yeah. So they come and they go, but yeah. they pay their fee to get their unlimited bandwidth, and then they go away. So their their money that they're paying in helps to pay for people yeah. who. It'll probably be like it. every other, or even if it's a show that's every day or recorded often, but just no one listens to. Yeah. It'll be like yeah. vlogs. It'll be the same kind of thing. So let's talk Haters. a little bit about. Let's talk about Warcraft. Yeah. Well, let's, let's just talk, talk about, about EverQuest. EverQuest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hated EverQuest, I'll admit it. When I was a level 28 necromancer, um, I was in the Plains of Power, and I'm doing pretty good so far, I think. Yeah, and except you wouldn't level. be in the Plains of Power Okay, level so a level 72 necromancer. Okay, I don't know if it goes that high, but and I was good to me. I think the level cap was 70. Okay. And I didn't even play the game. Other news. In the news in the World of Warcraft. Other noobs. World of Warcraft, what the? In world the of world of Drink Warcraft, up, this is only for the uberest of Uber, but the tier two armor sets uh, that you get from places like Bolton Core, and uh, I think maybe Blackwing Lair, but I could be wrong about that because I've never actually been. So that's that's me showing my my noobliest. But the tier two sets, the armor sets, are going to get a art design makeover. I guess people were aren't those the ones you complain about? No, that no, that well, yeah, I complain about most of them, anyways. Don't you complain about pretty much every armor set except rogue armor sets? Well, they're really yeah. not designed. I'm sorry, I don't like the armor. I think it looks kind of. Black. I think a lot of it. I I think the rogue ones look okay, but the a lot of them do look a little dorky. Yeah. Especially yeah. the shoulder stuff. It's like the shoulder. Yeah. What the hell? Are, it's Hello. like is that you hang your clothes up there to dry? And it's all spikes and stuff. I mean. <laughs> 
Oh, are you maybe talking, they're like are you talking about the the shaman armor set? The shaman got the, or the druids have their isn't elementals or whatever. Well, I think the antler ones look cool, but like I saw somebody else. Who was it that I saw the other day that had these shoulder pads that looked like they were pieces off of um one of the animals from Star Wars, just sticking up off their shoulders like these huge ungodly pieces of something or another. Somebody in Ironforge run around with it. I mean, he was level 16. It was all this blue and purple crap. It just just looked horrible. Yeah, the the high-end armors, outside of a few, I think, look look kind of so lame. Basically, it's a good thing that they're... Yeah, yeah. They couldn't look a whole lot worse. Now, I really would wish, actually, that they would take care of, at the same time, the Tier 1 armors. But... At any rate, it's the high-level armors that most of us, aside from Mina on the forums, will never actually get to see anyways. And Cromley. And, and of course, and Cromley. So, but that would be cool, so look forward to that. Excellent. Um, this week, and it could be up as of the time that people actually hear this podcast, but the Darkmoon anyway. Fair is temporarily out of order. Why? Oh, bad. Uh, they didn't say. They said that they had to take it away, and it's disappeared. Wonder if it's ever going to come back. The so. Carney's Union just dissolved <laughs> or something. There was an accident uh, with the yeah with the orc ride. <laughs> there are often accidents with the orc ride. Come here, so the little lion, the yeah. color treat. Yeah, oh. the little alliance kid walks up. He's like, "Oh look, an orc! I want to ride." Blood and thunder. <laughs> and then it breaks, and the kid you know loses an arm, and it, that was all downhill for the Dark Moon Fair after that. Yeah. And the lawyers, go. the lawyer class, the truly uber class comes out. <laughs> That's a hero really class. Really starts kicking on some butt. Yeah, yeah. lawyer class is definitely a, a hero. A, a hero quote-unquote hero, hero yeah. class. Hey, I'm not going to say anything against them. Yeah, but they make more money than any other faction in they the rule game the world, or man. any other class. Um, and lastly, it might be old news for some some portion of our listener base. Wow, but, printed out in full color. Yeah, isn't that nice? Um, there, There's... Uh, Four dragons, uh, outdoor raid encounters that are coming in the next patch. Um, and they're basically, I don't know if you guys have seen How it. How big are these raids needed? Oh, I don't know. They're probably pretty big. I bet you they're at least 30, but probably bigger than that. They're going to be bigger than, uh, what's his name, Azurgos out in Ashara. But you all know where they are. Uh, Hinterlands. You know that portal in Hinterlands? Mm-hmm. Currently has a dragon out in front of it, or a couple, mm-hmm. I think, actually. I don't remember, but... But they're not, I know where you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, and then there's one in uh, Duskwood, and you've seen it, Kern Kater. It's the one that's kind of up in the mountains, and you found that little oh, elven-looking place yeah. in the middle with the portal at the yeah. center oh, of it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've yeah. seen that. Yeah, yeah. I that's never, one I of the places. what it was for. Yeah, so the, the lore behind it, I guess, is that there's this disturbance within the Emerald Dream, where if you, go, you all have been to the Sunken Temple, um, there's the Emerald Dragon there. Uh, what's the name of that one? I don't remember. Aranicus. Aranicus, oh, the, yeah, the, the dragon. Essence yeah, yeah, right. And so he's someone that has something to do with the uh, the Emerald Dream. And to be completely honest with you, I don't have it at my disposal. Is he dreaming now. the Emerald Dream? Something like and that. He, to he drank dream too much water before the he went Emerald to bed. Dream. That's the disturbance in the Emerald Dream. Then it becomes the Amber Dream. <laughs> Speaking of Amber... At any rate, to make a very long story short, the four dragons, Emerus, Terrar, Yassandre, and Lethon are all coming out of the the twisted version of the Emerald Nightmare to rain havoc in Azeroth. Yassandre? Yes. Yassandre is Ysera's... Lieutenant. Oh, that's right. I remember it was in the lore. Yeah, so. I know. That's why I was thinking. I heard. I knew you. Sarah what about was in that, but... Yeah. Yeah, is Lafonda in Lafonda there? Lafonda the dragon. 
Oh, Yassandra and her kin also possess the ability to induce sleep, sending her unfortunate mortal foes Kinda to like the realm <laughs> of their most terrifying nightmares. Like Taron Cast? Welcome to Taron Cast. We are here to talk about the world of Warcraft. And here's Crawley. Hi. No, you're supposed to go. I know. I know. Robes are my I'll do that in the Robes rock. And that's all I have for the news today. stuff on the forums um, and just in, in other places in the game talking about that one of the things that people really like to do um, and to, to tell you the truth we're more in this line than you may think people in the game like to solo and soloing as opposed to constantly grouping is as is a, as in yes exactly <laughs> that was exactly let's just change can, I wonder if we can change the entire topic to, to soloing. Soloing. <laughs> I got a bad feeling about this what is the advantage awesome. of Han Soloing? Well, he shot first. <laughs> We're such a geeks. No, there's a lot of people out there that, that really dig playing the game solo as opposed to um, grouping up with people. So, I know, for example, Kern Kater, you're, you're all over soloing. Yeah, I actually prefer to solo because A, you get more experience. B, I'm someone who doesn't like to run through the game. I like to... What do you mean you don't like to run through the game? I don't like to... She walks everywhere. Right. Well, our peers Our peer. Hey. reason I can't be on that server. That's not what I meant. Here's where we get the hate mail. You guys are always mistreating Kern Kater and cutting her off. We all hate her. But when she says things like that, it's just an open invitation. But that's not what I meant. What I meant was that, you know, when you guys... The very first day that we made the pod people, that I made my character, everybody's like, come on, we're going to go to L1 Forest. I'm like, no, I don't want to run ahead. I want to stay close to the lore. I want to learn more. Aw, oh, come on. And I did. And and I think so, somebody posted about that on the forums. Hater. And that's exactly what I want to do. I want to take my time and explore an area and know it fully and finish the quest and then go to the next area and go on like that. And we're talking about you know, people are saying, oh, well, come over to the Barrens and do stuff there. And while, you know, the Barrens are a cool place to go and they've got a lot of quests and stuff, I'm not finished with stuff that I'm doing where I am. But the whole point that I was getting back to is why I like to solo is because I can take my time because I'm not pressured with someone else in my group who wants to go do this and this and this and this and this. And I can just take my time and do stuff the way I want to do it. Well, why are you smirking? I'll tell you me? what I'm smirking because I had this whole list of stuff that we could talk about about soloing. But since you are just all over that and a bag of chips, <coughs> um, the right soloing here. thing has become current guitarist section. And if I have missed something, 
please feel free to look at my list of, of possibilities there, and we'll get into it. You got a whole... I didn't mean to take it away from no, you. No, 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 no. I'm not upset about it at all. You're doing a better job than I could have. You are the solo queen. So, why... As opposed to a disco queen, or a dancing queen. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Random association day for me. We need some, we need some ABBA inserted here. <laughs> yeah. Trust me. Uh, oh, this reminds me of an old job. <laughs> So why would you solo? Well, there's more of a languid pace, right. slower, like right. you said. Or um, faster. I, I think the world... True. Well, yeah. Depending on your play style. Yeah. I think that the world can seem more immersive to some extent. It does, because... But it depends, have... again, on your style. Like, see, now, if it was Cromley doing solo, it doesn't... The world isn't really the concern. It's getting the level as fast as you can and moving forward, right? Moving forward. Yeah, so I bet you there's two. I bet you there's well, at, at least, least two myself. styles within playing solo. One is going to be to appreciate the world more, and the other is going to be to hurry up and level and grind, basically grind forward. I know there's See, a lot. I don't of like grinding much either, so I tend to do a lot of just wandering around, grinding in different places. But do you wander around like and like? But do you guys wander around and explore, or do you wander around just Actually, trying to find like? I, I do a fair amount of it, exploring. Most of the world map, at least with my main character, is explored. Yeah. Even in the Horde territories. And, you know, we did things like we did raids and stuff. Right. I know you, for example, though, you're, you're kind of like the guy whose quest text comes up and you're like, all right, all right, just find I out, skim- ten, what do I need to kill? Well, ten, you know, the other thing, though, it? too, is I, I can read this quest. quest. The quest? The quest. The quest, the, the quest text. I'm going to take Karg's place as a random noise generator. <laughs> yeah, but um, if Karg did that, he'd go, The quest text. I can take the quest and I can read it when I'm flying somewhere. So anyways, yeah, I like to take the uh, quest text, and uh, I, I will usually read it, maybe not terribly in-depth if it's real long, but I usually just hit accept real quick, and then you know, I read it later. I never thought about that. What about like not reading the quests right then, like taking and reading See, I just later. hate downtime. I hate just sitting there. So if I have something I can do, like read quest text, that's when I'll read it. That's All really I look to cool. see is where I need to go, and then read it when I'm on the Griffin. Because you spend, some of those flights on the other continent are like, I don't know, five minutes, ten minutes. That's really the one from Theramore to Auberdeen is that's a killer. Seven, eight minutes at least. Yeah. yeah. Or if you're Theramore waiting to for Auberdeen? people, you can fly yeah. Theramore to Auberdeen. Yeah, it's a long one. <clears throat> I think it's the longest one in the game. Yeah. I think. Yeah. You know, the other thing about soloing is that you you get all the loot. It all comes to you. It doesn't go to anybody else. That's so true. Whatever drops is yours. There's no rolling on it. It's nice for farming. Well, but when yep. you're when you're lower level, if you need to farm a lot to be able to do that, and the stuff that has has the big drops is usually really really hard. So outside of Kernkater, and we know she soloed. Did, did you solo? How would you? How much did you say you soloed when you I did bet, your first I would run be surprised. Game? I wouldn't be surprised if I soloed at least half, if not more. Because <clears throat> if you think I did a fair amount of solo, I mean, we would get together and do things, but most of my quests I did by myself. Yeah, I would so. say so too. In fact, I think that most of the time, whenever we group. It would be to go do an instance or yeah. to take care of big quests. Big quests are just if we happen to be online and in the same area. But right, right, right. Well, um, I mean, as a now that we know that we've all soloed essentially, one thing about soloing is you have to find the right class to play if you intend to go into the game to solo. I mean, there are some classes that are going to solo better than others. Yeah, um, that's true. I, I mean, I think the ones that people talk about as being some of the best classes to solo with would be something like a hunter or a warlock or a warrior. I don't know, and I'll tell you the truth. Here's my read on warriors. I've only played one up to level 20 so far, but obviously I'm not a uh, an authority about a warrior. Uh, but I I don't know. I don't think the warriors are as hardy as a soloing class as 
as they could be. Cause... Their damage output's a little low. Well, and they can't heal in, in combat. Yeah, exactly. No, I mean the damage is great, uh, but it's the lack of healability and lack of diverting other mobs off of you. I mean the warrior is a yeah. tank, so everything's coming onto you. They don't have much in the way of area. Yeah. Effect. Even if you're careful, sometimes you tend to aggro more, and so that becomes kind of a problem. Well, but um, both, the, both the warlock and the hunter, like I said before, have a um, a pet or yeah. something that yeah, they yeah. can act like a meat shield. So handy. I mean that really makes a big difference. You're mm -hmm. absolutely right. Mm -hmm. I would say maybe secondarily, rogues, shaman, rogues paladins can solo pretty good. Shamans and paladins because they can heal and have some ancillary skills. They seem like they can live forever. And yeah. rogues because you guys can we do can sneak past a lot of things to get to the quest. I remember when we were first leveling up, you would do that a lot. There'd be some quest reward or something at the back of a cave, and you just go right in and get it, and the quest would be done. Yep. Or you'd go in and sneak in, get it, die, get the quest reward, and die. Yeah. Um, and I know people can do that price. too. Yeah. Whereas if you're a, I mean, a paladin. Forget about it. They're you got to fight sneaky. through all of them. All that, all that shiny armor. <laughs> shiny pink armor, baby. Well, you know, actually, priests. Once you get the, once you get up to a level where you're pretty comfortable with your talents and your skills, and you've got a really good pattern to wear them out, you really can solo pretty well with a priest. <laughs> um, Eloy actually played my priest on Manoroth. He wanted to try it out. He played it for an afternoon, and he really got very. He got me like three levels, like in a couple of hours. That because he just really got to know the class really well. You're gonna want to <laughs> if you're soloing, you're gonna want to take your time. Obviously, um, you got to think about strategy when going in to fight mobs as opposed to just running in. Because if you're with a party, obviously you can run around a lot more and be stupid and yeah. live than you can when you're you're soloing. Yeah. So there's no room for error. You just have you're... to know your class real well. Yeah, well you'll die a lot basically if you decide to just run in. Um, and obviously you have to have some patience with some of the quests. You might have to wait till the quests go green or perhaps even gray uh, before you can do some of them. I mean, if you're going after like a, some elites uh, and a, a named boss somewhere in a cave or mm -hmm. in some special area or something like that, you may not be able to solo it until yeah. a long time after. Well, sometimes you might have to just go in and kill the boss you're supposed to kill and then die yeah. just to finish it. Well, I mean, this... That that's kind of a downfall because it, it may leave you somewhat behind the curve in terms of quest rewards and, and gear and stuff unless, for example, you farm often. And that leads to a second topic there, which is if you pick the right mix of professions, that'll allow you to solo your quests and farm at the same time. That's one thing that the solo classes, I think, have a leg up on the parties because, like I said before, all the gear is coming to you and all the time you spend farming is going to generate a ton of money for you. So you should be able to offset the fact that you can't get the elite gear out of quests by simply getting the money. You can solo instances too, uh, but again, you're going to have to wait for a little while. Yeah, okay. yeah. You're not going to be able to get any XP out of them. No. I, um, there's not many instances that I could, at least as a rogue, solo and get XP while I was doing it. Not very far in. Sometimes I could take the first mob or two, and then once you hit that first group of mobs, usually you're out. Yeah. Well, you know, unfortunately, too, I would say that most of the instances in the game past level 40, say the Scarlet Monastery, is about the last one you can probably solo through by yourself alone all the way through it. And even there, unless you're a certain type of class, you're going to have a problem, especially in the last wing of the, of the Scarlet Monastery. Yeah. I mean, I, I have heard of people going into places like um, the Sunken Temple or Zulfaric, and I think you could probably solo that to a point, but you're never going to finish know. it. I mean, we were we were in there in Sunken Temple, both level 60s with decent equipment last night, and we died 
several times. I'll tell you what, if you're... If, it's not easy. Yeah, if you're a player out there that has successfully soloed, soloed all the way through either the Sunken Temple or Zulfaric, we would definitely like to hear from you to hear how Let's you Let's say soloed it. at any level where you got experience, especially. But even if you soloed even in if general... Even if you didn't, I'd like to hear a 60 who went through Sunken Temple That's tough, because there's a lot of big groups. Right. That's our problem, and patrols. And I can't think of a single class that could pull that off. Yeah. Huh. Well, Shaman, probably. Yeah, well, shamans can do anything. Well, you're a shaman, Carmel, so you have to tell us yeah, how to yeah, do it. Yeah, I'm working on it. Um, you know, and Renata is one of our forum users, and she brings up a good point on She's the board. She's a subscriber, too. She's a subscriber, She's a beloved yes. subscriber. Um, and she, actually, uh, if you want great information about soloing, I should bring this up, too. I will, uh, I'll flag her, her forum posting uh, before the show comes out so that it's easy to find, but she did a pretty oh, yeah. in-depth comprehensive review of soloing yeah. that has more information than what, what we're covering here and actually it has information in a very good way that you can print out and keep in mind or whatever she's got some great tips but at, at any rate in, in within that posting that she made um she brought up a point that if you find yourself a good social guild kind of a small guild somewhere that won't put a lot of restrictions on on your time and what you do and when you run instances and that kind of stuff you can still solo um and also have the benefits of a guild and I would say that that's kind of what the Silver Watch was mm -hmm. when we first started it. I mean, yeah, we never made any demands of anyone, really. No, and I think a lot of people did end up soloing, but then they had the benefit of only grouping occasionally to go get some of the things done in their quest logs that they needed, and, <laughs> and it worked out good. I think that's also a benefit of the pod people, because there are a lot of us there that like to solo and that are more casual gamers, and then there are people that are on there all the time that are that are leveling a lot. Like Azor says, God, he's got to be, what, level 40 by now? He might be. He was 30... <laughs> few days ago so. i mean so there i'm just i'm just loving on the asteroids but what i mean is that you've got you've got all different kinds of people that are going to be at the end and are going to want to do end game content and then there are going to be this, those of us that are on the lower end i mean i'm level 12 and i'm happy being down there and i'm going to take my time so it's 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 a nice kind of a social mix and there are no demands on anyone we don't run you know You've got to run Molten Core every Thursday at 8 o'clock. Well, I mean, there's some guilds that want that, and that's mm -hmm. fine, but that's... You know. I'll, I'll tell you what, too. That brings us to the final point in this whole thing, and what you said is really relevant to that, which is if you're going to solo, my biggest recommendation is, is that you take your time, um, and you go through the game at a very slow, languid pace, look around the world, have fun with it, because if you're intent on soloing and never really want to have to get into a guild with large groups and mm -hmm. grouping all the time... The game changes fundamentally past level 60 um, to a point where mainly probably the only thing you could do after that is Battlegrounds. Farm. Well, farm, you could, battlegrounds you could and farm PvP. and do Battlegrounds and, and PvP. That's basically what I do. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but there are, you're cha you, you can no longer solo anything past it. That's kind of what our point is with Well, the I mean, there's no reason to because there's no experience to get. So. Right, right. The game post-60 is about group. And you that can't, is the yeah, game. You can't. It's about raiding is what it is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Why can't they give us level 60 something to do with five-man groups? It's worth it. I don't know. Maybe they assume that's... Oh, huh, that's an interesting We could point. be the rare, outside of car group, you know, but we could be the, the rare minority that doesn't really enjoy the rating aspect. Yeah. Starman and Linian do. They talk about it all the time. In fact, they're there a lot. They've been doing Molten Core quite they a bit. They don't Molten Core. According to what they've been saying. So, yeah. you know, ask them why they like it and... Well, but they've made some comments that they don't entirely enjoy it, so... True. I think a lot of it is you don't know what else you're supposed to do. I mean, what else... you got Battlegrounds you can do, but you're much more efficient in a big group, big guild. You know, and we want to make clear that we're not... Uh, we're not we're not slamming on Life Past 60 as being this 
this uh, horrendous thing. Because I know we get we've gotten complaints about that. That's yeah. something every episode or something we're complaining about what it, what it's like past sixty. No one's complaining. I'm just trying to give you the stark reality that I'm complaining. Well, I'm complaining that there isn't more for us to do. But. I've got some um, cheese here with your wine. Oh, do you want some? I don't like wine. Okay. <laughs> Beer for me, please. <laughs> I'm not complaining because I'm still enjoying the game, all right, and I—it's not that big of a deal to me. But I no, I still like it. I'm just—that's my problem—is that I wish there was more things you can do, even with a small group, at yeah. level sixty, that will give you equipment or whatever. That's see, worthwhile. that's where role playing comes in. So to wrap it up, soloing is a great way to play the game, uh, and it's right for some people. And if you think it's right for you, then pick the right class and get going and have fun. Run a kind of a weird show this time. Current Affair actually just stepped away and she's gone for the rest of the episode. Um, but we're bringing in Brian from Gamecast Online, or better known to Tavern Cast Circles as that Asros. weird guy. Oh, Asros. Yeah. And as, here's Asros. As that guy. <laughs> that I'm guy. that guy. That guy in quotes. Hello, everybody. Do you know that we, we at least last episode spent four or five times giving shout outs to you? Do you understand that? Are they shout outs? I think they were more of. Beat downs. Put downs. <laughs> yeah. All well, I know for is us, that... that's a shout out. <laughs> oh, okay. My, my we're mistake. Spending inordinate I mean... amounts of time yapping about your show, and so we were just like, screw it, just, just get them on here. You can yap yeah, about. Yeah. Kirk not here, so just come on in. So why don't you pimp your show real quick before we proceed? Yeah. And hurry uh, up. All right. Yeah. GamecastOnline.com. It's general gaming podcast. We talk about news and uh, tips, tricks on not just MMOs or Warcraft, but um, any other game news that's out there that we think is, by we, I mean myself and my co-host Zach, also known as uh, Farson and, as you said, the Tavern Cast Circles. But, um, yeah, we just talk about some of the, the, the news of the week, just touch on some technology stuff, and just kind of a, a mixed bag of geek info. Without getting too carried away, then, uh, what is, in your opinion, the best non-MMO game out there currently for the PC? <laughs> Um, Quick, in 30 seconds or less. Playboy Mansion. No. <laughs> we saw that the other day. Leisure, Leisure Shoot Larry. Leisure Shoot Larry. <laughs> no. Uh, probably, for me, being uh, a real-time strategy guy, I, I totally dig Battle for Middle-Earth. If if any, if any you even remotely like Lord of the Rings and you even remotely like real-time strategy games, that game is worth its weight and probably cheese. So, and cheese? Um, what about in yeah. beer? Oh, well, of course it's worth it. Well, it depends what kind of beer. Okay, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> that's definitely true. No, but it's it's really good. It's got um, all the voice actors, or all the actors do all the voices from the the movie and the music's in there and the sound effects and everything. It's it's a kick to play. Cool. Okay, so go check that out that. then if anyone is interested in that sort of thing. thought it was probably about time we uh, did another dark corner about rogues uh not rouge rouge's makeup rogues are cool makeup's not makeup cool. is cool no it's not okay, well it's not okay cool. maybe if you're a girl i'm not you know what they need they need a dressing room in the game that does makeup so that you can go in like you want to do and 
try on your makeup and different color combinations with your different rogue outfits and your cute little. Just, just be careful where you go with color leather combinations, Paladin Bright. <laughs> Red <laughs> lipstick of the owl. <laughs> well, you know, if it gave me attribute bonuses, I might wear it. Hey, actually, let's let's have a little quiz. How how long have we all been playing Warcraft? If I say something is of the monkey, what what bonuses? Agility, isn't it? Agility and strength. Because so. I've about, always been a the big owl? fan of monkey-themed equipment. How about Armor of the Owl? I have no idea. Int and Spirit, I think. Yeah, it's for those weird caster people. I just kill them. Uh, how about Of the Eagle? Is it like that stamina makes you fly? <laughs> willpower? I don't know. And then there's of the, of the Boar, I think, is Strength and Spirit. Bear is Strength, isn't it? Strength, strength and, and Stamina. 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 Yeah, yeah, that's the yeah. fighter one. Huh. We're to lead. Okay, anyways. Nerds okay. for the win. <laughs> Yay. So this week on the, on the Dark Corner, I'm going to talk about the various poisons that rogues can use. Uh, there's a lot of good discussion about these in our forums at www.taverncast.com. If you click on the forums button on the website and go to the Dark Corner section, there's a pretty there's several different threads about poisons, but I'm just going to go over the basic categories and which ones I think the best are the best. And I'm going to ask that uh, Blizzard maybe give us some more because it would be kind of cool to have a little better variety. A lot of these are ones that you just don't use very often because they're not all that effective. So, uh, the first one I'm going to talk about is Instant Poison. That's one that gives does instant damage whenever it goes off. It's You apply it to your blade. This is actually with all the, the uh, poisons, I should say first. You apply them to your blade or your weapons. It'll work on maces, daggers, any weapon that a, de- that a rogue can wield, any melee weapon, not ranged weapons. And uh, they last for half an hour or until all their charges are used. I've never actually run out from using up all the charges on a poison on the blade, because most of them give you like 100 charges or something like that. So you'd really you'd have to hit something 100 times and have it go off 100 times. And since most, most of them have like a 20% or 30% chance of going off, that means you'd have to hit something like 1,000 times <laughs> in a half hour to for the uh, poison to wear off. So that doesn't happen very often. So anyways, uh, instant poison. That's a, That's the probably the main poison for a rogue. It does damage immediately if it, if it goes off. And I'm going to give the stats here for it. This is for the highest level instant poison, which I have is at, at level 60. So lasts for 30 minutes, has a 20% chance of going off, and does 122 to 162 points of damage and 115 charges. And so I generally use that one on my main hand weapon. There's a lot of nice things about instant poison, one of which is that it there's no way to avoid it. It goes off unless you resist the poison, which I don't know that players can do. Some mobs will do it. But there's no, it's not like you're poisoned and you can cast a remove poison spell or, or anything like that. It just goes off and there's no chance to, 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 to avoid it. Actually, can't Paladins cleanse that poison? Yeah, can't cleanse clean it? No, because it, it just hits you. It's not on you for any amount of time. It's instant. Oh, it's not a dot. It's just, oh, it's just it's it's not instant a dot. damage. Yep, oh, okay, it's not a right, dot. Okay. Which, and that's the other nice thing about it, because it's not a dot. It's instant. It doesn't interfere with um, mobs that are sleeped or sheeped or something. So if you had a dot poison and things are going bad and your mage, say, sheeps that mob, the next tick that that poison goes off, it might actually unsheep the mob, and that'd be bad news. Make you unpopular. And actually, that is, that's the next poison. Is uh, Deadly poison is the dot one. It lasts for 30 minutes also. It has a 30% chance, so it's a little bit better chance of going off on a target than instant poison. And basically, it does 117 damage over 12 seconds. And it can stack up to five times. So that one, you can get some pretty serious damage per second going. How does it work to create those? You have a poison skill that you get, I think, at level 20. And you have to go buy the uh, the, the components from oh, you a can't loot poison the components? vendor. No, you can't. Well, 
no, you can't loot any of the po the poison components. You can use your poison skill to make blinding dust for the blind skill, and uh, that you actually can loot with herbalism. So those are the two damage dealing poisons: instant poison, deadly poison. There's also three other poisons. Um, probably the next most common one that people use is called crippling poison, and uh, I'm actually going to give you the stats for rank or level two of crippling poison because I didn't really see any point to actually buying it at a higher level because it's perfectly effective at rank two or even rank one. And what crippling poison does is it acts as a snare, so it slows down the target. It lasts for 30 minutes, has a 30% yeah, chance one. of applying. And crippling poison two will lower your movement to 30% of its normal rate for 12 seconds. Um, and movement poison one or crippling poison one will do the same thing except 50% of your movement. And actually, personally, I usually use Crippling Poison 1 just because it's dirt cheap. And lowering someone's move by 50% is more than enough for most that's situations. Huge. And yeah, it's that, great that for PvP, PvP, and it's yeah. also really great if you're an instance to keep runners from running off and pulling more mobs. So that's probably the next most common, and I usually use Crippling Poison on the offhand weapon. So Instant Poison on my main hand, Crippling Poison on the offhand is my usual... Uh, tactic. Now, do the poisons work like every time you hit someone with the weapon that has the poison on it, it, it just goes There's off? There's a chance of it going off. So that's what, when I say like it has a 30% chance to go oh, off, that's when it hits okay. and has a 30% chance. Now, there's actually talents you can get if you build your rogue, spec your rogue in different ways, to both increase the uh, chance of it going off, of a poison going off, and also increase the amount of damage. Uh, there's two other types of poison I'll, I'll just go over real quick. I don't use these hardly at all. Uh, one is called mind-numbing poison. Uh, this one has a 20% chance of applying and uh, increases the casting time of whoever you use it on. At level 3, which is the level I have it at, I think it's the highest level, it increases the casting time by 60% and that lasts for 14 seconds. So it's, it's good against casters. The question is, is it as good as Deadly Poison? I guess you might use it if you're an instance and you're not, you know you're going to be going up against a mob that casts a lot of spells. In PvP, I usually prefer to use Crippling Poison because... Well, but the thing is, though, is you have to... In in PvP, you would have to pre-treat your weapons, essentially, with the poison. So yeah. you're taking a big gamble. It's kind of like with yeah, Paladins. You know, how many spellcasters do you know you're going to fight as a rogue? Yeah. You know, usually the... It's just... A, it is a gamble, and it depends on your tactics. The other thing, too, is that in PvP, things are happening so fast that even if you slow down the cast time, they're still probably going to get the spell off. Um, a yeah. lot of them have instants. I don't even know how this affects instant spells. But that's most of what people use in PvP anyways. If you're a rogue, you slowing things down is not going to help you that much. You want to yeah. still get in, knock them down. Well, it's helpful in PvP yeah, because yeah. they a lot of the tactics people use against rogues involve snaring them and and kiting them basically, which means just running away from them and pounding them from a distance because they have no real ranged capabilities. So crippling helps in that respect because you slow them down. It's easier to keep up with them, and but it's really most useful in um, you know in, in instances to deal with runners. And then the last poison is the one that I think is the least useful. Maybe I'm wrong here, but it's called Wound Poison, and this is for the highest rank of it also. Um, it lasts for 30 minutes on your weapon. It has a 30% chance of applying when you hit, and it uh, what it does is reduces healing effects on that target for 15 seconds by 135 points. So they get healed for 135 fewer points. And it can stack up to five times, which I guess is good. My, my biggest problem with the, the Wound Poison one is that at level 60, 135 point lower heals. It's I guess level. it might help with the heal over time, but with eh. the big heals that like priests can do, 
I mean, they do 1,500 point heals, and yeah. they, they, I mean, you're just better off doing damage to them. Yeah. Make them heal that way, you know. So, so what's the preferred? For me, the preferred so far is uh, instant, and I use the instant level six, the highest level, and then I use crippling level one on the low on my off blade, and that's just because crippling is so cheap. The cost for five doses of crippling level one poison is less than three silver pieces. Wow. Now, what I think would be cool is if Blizzard would give us some some interesting poisons that maybe are loot only, either the the component you can only get through loots, um, or maybe the recipes you can only get that way, or you know, just to give us a little more variety. Uh, I, I imagine they probably will. I mean, this is only five different poisons. I wouldn't be surprised if they have some ideas of, of other ones they're going to do. I don't know what they would be. You know what? One that would be cool would be one that um, maybe takes the effect you have of when you drink too much in the game and increases it even more. It'd be like oh, a, poke, like a disorientation yeah. to the target. That'd be pretty cool. They're wandering all That'd over. That'd be very and, cool. Yeah. Well, how about the, just give the rogues another poison that stuns you? Because Lord knows they don't have enough stunning abilities. <laughs> hey, yeah. I'll take it. I'm not. I don't think they're going to do that one, but I'll take it. Increases damage. Yeah, yeah, they don't have that. Well, either. that's what our poisons do. Rogues already, need yeah. a lot of damage. Yeah. They're really short. Yeah, right our now. GPS is so low. <laughs> question here to toss around at the end of the show what uh what is the overall best class to play in the game for both pve and pvp do you guys oh hey look check out check out the skype oh my god it's karg hey karg's calling in hey pick it up hey are you there karg hey guys how are you good how, how is it over there in alaska uh cold cold Really? Cold. Yes, very you, cold. Your trip has been but good? That, that's all right. Yeah. Uh, you know, I came by myself here uh, just to get away from not doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> you had a, yeah. you had a stressful existence now. Yeah, doing it's, like, it's like a vacation from a vacation. So I'm just here chilling, and I met a few uh, nice people. So I'm trying to introduce them to World of Warcraft. Oh, hey, we'll just, we'll stay just here. keep rolling with the show as we were doing. You We've got Azros with, uh, from Gamecast Online with us on the show today. Yep, and Kern Kintera went home to work on schoolwork. So. What is the best class in the Kern game to play for both, for both PvP and PvE? What do you guys think? Jedi. I would agree. I think... Jedi is the best. <laughs> no, no, no. Game Master. <laughs> Game Master. <laughs> they, they are only the best if they vote for Pedro. <laughs> he will make it while the streams come through. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but actually, you know what? I think for PvP, rogues uh, kick ass. They got a lot um, of advantages for PvP. And I mean, you get. And, and you know, in PvP, I think the person who starts the attack, given the same levels, the same tier of gear, would probably. Uh, usually, I'd say, I think, would win. You know, the I first... think, yeah, I think there's a good odds. Some of them. I'm gonna have like, to go with hunters though. You think because hunters? hunters can deal out a lot of damage, they can take a decent amount at higher levels, and they got they got plenty of different kind of spells that they can use by spells like you can stun and poison, yeah, arcane shot stuff like that. And and as far as PVE goes, they're they're soloing 
is bar none the best in the game. See, I'm going to say Warlocks. I'm going to say Warlocks for almost the same reasons you said for Hunters. But Warlock's spell ability is fantastic, and in PvP, especially if they're using the Succubus or the Fell Hunter, they're they're very hard to beat. I don't know. I haven't fought that many in PvP, really. Warlocks? Yeah. The few that I fought, if they're using the right pet, they own. If they're not, if they're using yeah. the Voidwalker, I think it's, it's over. Yeah. Well, I don't have a whole lot of problems with the Voidwalker. It's the Succubus that yeah. really yeah, causes yeah. trouble. But a lot of times they don't use... At least in Battlegrounds, they don't use any pets because they go through their shards so quick. So. No, actually, you know, one thing that I've always wanted to... And I've never played a hunter before, so Ezra's, uh, this would be a question to you. Now, are the uh, weapons or the bows or whatever, are they directional? Do, do you have, does, the play, does your opponent have to be uh, in view or can you Yeah, they shoot? have to be in front of you. And you okay. only have a certain range with them, too. So that's, they're around behind them. Yeah, well, they're, so, they're very weak to backstab with rogues. So here's a trick for all you tavern casters, game cast onliners, and wall of wall casters out there. When you're fighting a hunter, run around them. Yeah. Yeah. At Force that point, most of them just <laughs> just just punt and switch to melee weapons and run right in. Since at level 20, they gain dual wield and can dual wield. Honestly, much. The, the whole turning going around behind someone is a pretty good PvP tactic. Period in this game because there yeah. are so many things you can't do if the opponent isn't in front of you. I do. It I all can't the time. do anything with the opponents behind me. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing. None of my powers will work on them. Well, well especially a huge but... disadvantage for spellcasters though, because I mean, really, if you want to take a caster like a mage or a warlock down, uh, if you're a rogue or any other melee classes, a lot of the spells that those two um, classes cast are directional. You know, the, mm-hmm. the target has to be in view, and it usually takes a few seconds to cast. Yeah. So once you get in, assuming you can get close to them, all you need to do is just keep on running around them and just hitting them, and, you know, eventually they'll go down, because they don't really have that many spells that, you know, they can cast without seeing the enemy, if that makes sense at all. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I, I think sometimes there's problems, I've noticed at least, with lag or when you're trying to do tricky stuff like that, it's not oftentimes the your ping or your whatever, your connection or whatever is not as responsive as it would be in, say, a first-person shooter type game. So a lot of those things, you might think you're behind them, but you're not. And I don't know, I, I've had problems with that kind of thing before. Now, what do you guys think? Any other classes? Do they even... Uh, we, we've talked about warlocks and hunters, and I... Honestly, I think that we're probably all in agreement that those two classes with their pets and varied abilities are, are both really good yeah, for those both. Two, yeah. Well, the, I mean, both of them have, have the, the Achilles heel. Well, no, I was just going to say they can't heal, but that's not true of Warlocks. They have their... Yeah, I want to say Hunters. I mean, there's one there's one arrow or some spell, I'm not sure. One Hunter took me to almost... Basically took my entire hit, bar of hit aim points shot. at 4,000 yeah, hit points. Shot. I've gotten one shot, one shot, shot by him before. Yeah. Like, you can, you can crit cow. incredible amounts of damage yeah. with, with Hunters. Because like, there's so many crit mods that you can get, and yeah. since hunters all go for agility, it bonuses to all their their armor and and the, and the weapons. I think tend to have a high damage, you know. Yeah, it's slow it's shot it's better, but yeah, your your damage goes up faster for your um, ranged weapons, and it definitely does for your melee weapons. Yeah. So, are there any other classes that that even hold a candle to that list coming in second? I would suggest paladins, just for the fact that they're a support class and since they can heal and they can deal out some decent damage, working up through my main paladin, I thought was relatively simple. Where being able to heal whilst being a pseudo warrior, I thought was was a yeah, very helpful. The same thing. is pretty much true of shamans. I mean, yeah. Well, I definitely agree with you on paladins on PVE, but I I don't agree that they're they're 
all that great on PvP. I think they're they're good and they're getting better. And if you really know how to play a paladin, obviously I've said this a million times, then you can do it a lot better. But still, that having been said, yeah. I think in comparison to some of the other classes, PvP paladins are well, I think they're are hurting a bit. Just about. Are you talking defensive. group PvP or one-on-one PvP? Um, I'm mostly group talking... PvP. They're huge with well, with the different auras, especially devotion. If you have devotion maxed out, and you can add you know 600 or whatever points of armor to a rogue, they're gonna love you forever. It's for nice, that. yeah, when they actually do it. Yeah. But, I... Yeah, there's well, but see, that's where Paladin shine though, is because they're working with their support role. So yeah. that's obviously somebody who knows what they're doing. But one on one, I don't know. It depends. I mean, that's a whole different segment there. But I mean, I don't know if I would call them, if I would call them a good class to do PVE and PVP. But I mean, PVE, you're right. You can't kill us. I mean, we're unkillable. I I don't know of a single class that's any better than a Paladin, honestly, in PVP or PVE. See, I got into this with somebody when I was running Warsong Gulch one time. He told me as a paladin to stay back and guard the flag, and I told him, I said, that's probably one of the worst ideas. I mean, I was a little bit more tactful, but I told it, that's probably one of the worst ideas since with my I have Devotion Aura maxed out already at level 50, and put, giving that little armor bonus to the group that's going in to try to take the flag, that could give you an extra three, four, five seconds, and that could be enough to, to tilt the tide in your favor to grab the flag. Mm-hmm. So... Especially with the heals and stuff too. I I don't know. In in group PvP, I I definitely think Hunter or not Hunter Paladin is is probably one of the better classes out there. Solo, it's it's going to be not because they don't deal incredible amounts of damage. Yeah, well, I but think they it's... can if they can get heals off. If like if you're going against a rogue who's constantly slamming you, you're toast because you're not going to be able to get your heals off since your your heal bar is going to constantly be knocked down. But if wow. you're going against a caster or someone longer range where you have more time, you can get flashes of light or holy light off. You should be good to go to outlast them sometimes. Well, and I'll come back on another show and talk about paladins and PvP in depth somewhat. There is a way you can get around like that rogue situation you were first talking about by yeah. by going really high up in the protection tree and getting a, 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 a talent called Reckoning. Um, yeah. Reckoning will allow you to uh, beat rogues pretty easily, um, but I'll, I'll go into that later. But what do you guys There's think about... There's a skill about... in... Oh, go ahead. No, oh, I'm sorry. What do you, what do you guys think about uh, shamans? I mean, shamans are often considered to be an uber PvP class. I mean, um, don't I, know how they stack. Yeah, up I have PvE. my shaman up to I think only 20 or 21 on Whisperwind, and I I could see why they would be very strong in both. I mean, PVE I, I've had no problems at all. I mean, they they do just fine because they can hit, they do damage, they can heal, they have all their totems, they they have a lot of flexibility, and and I think it's the same as true as in PvP is that you have a lot of flexibility in how you approach whoever you're, if you're dueling or whatever, so, you know. For those of us like me who have never really played Shamans, like, what are the different totems to do? I know, I think I've only really seen Stone Skin. I've got about... I think there's a healing one, too. Yeah, I don't have the healing one yet. I have to finish that quest. They're Um, all totems, totems of pain of asses. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. If you're not a... If you're not a horde. Well, there's Stone Skin, There's Stone Skin. Earthbind is a really good one for PvP. There's one that heals you, right? There's one that heals me, which I don't have. It's the water ones, if there's more than one, I don't know, but I don't have it. One of the things is I don't like reading about what they have. I like finding it out as I go. It just makes things more interesting as you level up. Totem of Dancing Girls. They might have it, for all I know. I just, I've never seen it. <laughs> Distracts you from the yeah. real enemy. There's the there's the flame one. So there's one that there's one I have that goes off after five seconds. It's basically a bomb area effect. <laughs> Uh, it doesn't do a whole lot of damage yet, but at higher levels, I think it's... Yeah, and actually in PvP, that, that uh, I think that's like the 
It's like a lava something. Yeah, I don't remember the name. I don't know, but anyways, it's that's the one that shoots the fireballs at you. But well, that, that one's bad news. In that DDT. one's a good one. Yeah, there's that, so there's two fire ones. One is a one time only; it just goes off and explodes. Yeah. The other one is the one that just sits there and shoots. Yeah. Um, both I mean, of those most are, of those you can ignore, I think, yeah. in PvP to some extent, or you mm-hmm. kite the shaman out beyond the, the range of the totems. But yeah. that fireball one is a real pain. It has a very long care range. Of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Are you limited to how many totems you're able to have out at once? I, I believe the limit is you can have one of each type. So I can have, right now since I don't have water, I can have one earth one out and one flame one out. I could be wrong. I could be that I can only have two you know, two types out at a time. And I won't once I have water, I won't be able to have three out at a time, if that makes oh, any gotcha. sense. I'll find See, out when fi- I get finding the shamans, cl- Finding the shaman class I think is one of the trickiest because those totems, they act as a distraction. But yeah. <laughs> at the same time, they actually do damage or benefit or snare yeah. you, or heal you, heal the shaman, yeah. or and, buff and the his thing armor. is, you have to take those totems out, and you have to find yeah. them. You know, and you're running yeah. around, and P- at least as a rogue, when you're running around in PvP, it's you know you don't have a whole lot of time, especially to be changing targets is just not a good thing. And, no, and you sometimes you'll even lose your combo points that you've racked up on a target. Well, and the shamans change. are weird when they use those to- totems too, because like let's say you're talking about PvPing a warlock or a hunter. If the Warlock is, well, let's say the Warlock is using the Voidwalker or the Imp. Don't even count the other two pets because it's a completely different situation. Mm-hmm. Regardless of the, the pet that the Hunter is using, in both situations in PvP, you just ignore the pet. You go right in for the for the uh, the character. Mm-hmm. But with the uh, with the totems, you're in a kind of a problem because in a lot of situations you can't ignore those totems because they're slowing you down or they're, you know, yeah. <laughs> lighting you on fire or whatever. The... So you have to get away from them. So... Fighting shamans in PvP yeah. is a is a running game a lot of times. Here's and that's I why think. it's always good to have a pet too, because you can send the pet, send the pet to the attack totem. the totems, and then or you the can shaman, play away you with your range. The yep, yep, whatever. Yeah. And well, plus if you're attacking with range, you're at least more likely to be out of range of those some of those totems. Yeah. So. And then again, we go back to what we said earlier on, which is hunters and warlocks for the win in both PvE and PvP. It really seems that having way. a ranged attack Ooh. is huge in PvP, especially battlegrounds. Well, uh, you know. There is a question in our forums that someone was asking. I'm not sure if you guys read it. I think uh, I see an answer from Crumley. But uh, so. poster Zul Rajas asked, he has a 21 troll hunter on Kilrog. And he has, an, you know, for those who have been playing hunters before, whether a gun or a bow is oh, yeah. uh, a better that. weapon, a ranged weapon for the hunter. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I'd it, say it, it all depends on the best. stats. Yeah. There is no, as far as I've seen, and I could be wrong, but there are there is little difference between guns and bows. Now, if you're if you're a dwarf, I think you get um, some kind of a gun bonus. Yeah, I think you get but... plus five, like <laughs> dwarf yeah. cannon. They get the hand yeah. cannon. The hand cannon. Yeah. Hand cannon. But <laughs> other than that, I've seen no no bonus. It's all about what the better weapon is. Yeah. So I've switched with my hunter between um, bows and guns all the time. It just it just depends what the best weapon is at my level. And it's not hard to skill him up because you, you attack so quickly. Right. You know, and you do it over and over and over, over and too. over and your pet can be handling the mob while you're just skilling up the the, the weapon. So Right. Yeah. I and there aren't any that. shots that work for, for bows that work, that don't work for guns or vice versa. They all yeah. work for whatever range you're It'd using. It'd be nice if they had a little more variety, but now there's poison in the bows though, right? I mean you can apply poison to bows or the ammo. The arrows I've never that been able shoot. to apply poison to anything. Yeah. Not the, not the ammo. Oh, but they guns. have. Yeah, they, well, there are some that have nature effects. Right, he's the hunter. <laughs> yeah, there are some that have nature effects, yeah. but I don't know if you can actually do that at higher levels or not. Well, but I think what Karg was talking about is you have like serpent sting and things like that. Which yeah. Are, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's different shots that you can type. do. There's yeah. different stings that you can do that 
basically work as a dot. And then there's things like arcane shot, which rather than actually firing a, uh, like a, a bow or an arrow or a, or a bullet or whatever, it just shoots um, shadow damage at once. So there's there's multiple things you can do. I think the best one, the best skill there is, is concussion shot, which yeah. stuns and stuns the target and slows them down. That's what most hunters use initially for whatever they're for, when they first attack either a mob or in PvP. Because that way you can get off a bunch of other shots of it, after. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, it goes away over time. So. Well, yeah. there you go, guys. We have it. Hunters have are overpowered. Blizzard, if you're listening nerf to this, you need to nerf them. <laughs> There, there we have it. War, warlocks and hunters. FTW. Foe to win. <laughs> I heard this on the radio today that UNICEF is making a Smurfs cartoon commercial. Have you heard about this? No. Yeah. I'm scared. They, yeah, and you should be. Where there, it's like the first. 10 seconds or whatever it shows like the smurfs being happy and this story is completely true and they're just walking around in the smurf village or whatever and then it changes to like bombs raining down on the smurf village <laughs> and blowing smurfs up and it closes out showing the like this chill this smurf child that survives the attack and at the end it says don't let children become like warriors or something like that it's oh, supposed to be yeah, it's supposed to be for like <laughs> awareness of like child exploitation child, child and war. Soldiers. Wait a minute. Well, yeah. you know, first of all, serious. why is that relevant? Yeah, here, I'm dead serious. Here in the United States, number two, that, that doesn't jive with the whole Smurf storyline where there never were any children. And number three, only you would bring that up, up as an interest, as a yeah. as an argument. Well, that doesn't jive with the. Dude, there was the all, background look, look, story of the Smurfs. But let's just look at it, though, right? You had all the blue guys, right? <laughs> the Smurf They were all about the same age. You had Papa Smurf, who was this old dude, and you had Smurfette was like the sperm donor bank for the entire race. <laughs> How did I know this was going to come up? That Smurf wait, wait, I have to disagree. Hey, Smurf is a no, very no, no. dark, dark I, I thing. have to dark disagree. Blue. There was a baby Smurf. I'm actually looking up online right now. <laughs> there <was laughs> Google Smurf the internet baby. is a wonderful thing. Uh, okay, there so is, there was a baby? There is a baby Smurf. Oh, there is a baby Smurf. Started. Only one, that's the real Okay, but do they ever explain then how, how the Smurfs reproduce with only well, one Well, you know what? Because that's the, really it takes dark the Smurfs, for Smurfette. Here, it takes the Smurfs hundreds of years to produce a baby. It's not, they're not humans, you know? That's I mean, thing. you're assuming we, they're we mammals. Take, we take they nine months. Like I mean, vegetables. We're, we're not blue, you know? I mean, they're we vegetables. take nine months. <laughs> You know, but they could take they nine years they, for a baby. Somewhere. Yeah, do they like spawn spores or Maybe something? Maybe there's one episode that got cut where they all like. like well, you know, I'm guess guess what I'm looking uh, up. Guess what I'm air. looking oh, up. No, I'm sorry. Flowers. Smurfette is there for a reason, and you know that in Peo's sick mind, he's got some kind of like Smurf Smurfette end of the world. We need you to spawn Smurf babies for the sake of our race thing going on. Because you know, it's She's like, like a black Gargamel widow, and the cat were like metaphors for communism, and they were wiping out the Smurfs. And so Smurfette had to preserve the race against the communist Gargamel horde. You guys don't think, huh? <laughs> all right, all right. Check this out, okay? Check okay. this out. Eloy, take your medication. No, 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 no. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> what, what I wonder is, like, so if they made this cartoon for against child soldiers, do they think that, you know, the warlords in Africa that use child soldiers watch a lot of Smurfs and will... No, it's all about money. They just want donation. Wait, so who, they think that children that watch a lot of Smurfs will donate. Who, who, well, that's the that's the thing. 
the radio, UNICEF. the show I was listening to, I won't say where I heard it. No, but no, no, but, but they the, were, UNICEF is the one doing this? Yeah, and they're doing it, and they're only si- <laughs> and they're only playing it after 9 o'clock because children should need to be in bed by then so that they won't see Smurfs getting bombs rained down oh, on them. Oh, no, I think I want to the find this on the internet Smurf and watch carnage. it. <laughs> and so the, the carnage of the Smurfs is supposed to convince adults? Like, okay, so donate. Like John Q. American, I'm supposed to be... Oh, you know, I was going to send Johnny to South America to fight with the... Uh, <laughs> well, UNICEF said, UN, yeah, the, you said that the reason that they're doing it is because people are completely um, softened to showing like pictures of suffering and terrible devastation because of TV and movies now. So instead, so they're going to try to do and that'll help. So, yeah, I, I so we're going to be moved to tears by the destruction of the Smurfs. Well, you can only see Sally Struthers so many, so many times. Today. Yeah, actually, These once was kids enough. Kids are starving. But I've had ten sandwiches. That just reminds me of the South Park. So. <laughs> oh boy. All right. You know, guys, she I'm was probably a fan too until we said that. I'm I'm very quiet right now, which is unusual because I actually googled the phrase "smurf mating." <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Okay. Oh, uh, what, what did what did we learn, Karg? So what's the Smurf mating website all about? Check Karg? this out. The Remember first this is a PG. Result... Here we go. Here we go. No, the first result in Google. Okay. Title of the link is Smurfette's secret. Oh no. Oh no. Back in college, I know somebody had some fake porn including Smurfette. Um, so I will oh, not God. I will not go into details. No, 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 please go, go in into go into did, some right? general detail about what Smurfette secret is so that we can have the final answer. Just remember this is a PG rated podcast, hopefully. <laughs> well, I mean there the the article pretty much it's it's scientific too. Oh, I'm so, sure it is. Um the article pretty or the storyline pretty much says that well Papa Smurf is obviously out of the question because of his age. <laughs> you know, so like okay. I don't know, look at uh what's his name? Okay, anyways. <laughs> but you know, the, the, I, there's too much to read, and I'm too lazy. So, if you guys are interested in checking summer. it out, um, search blah, blah, for blah, blah, Smurf words, words, words. Search for. Search for Smurf Smurf mating in uh, Google. I'd rather Google not. gives you the most accurate and relevant result. All right, so all right. I think we need to be funded by Google. <laughs> in order to in order to run this whole whacked out on crack topic on on our show, we need to somehow link it to World of Warcraft. Do you guys know what a Smurf is, though? <laughs> Sorry to derail the the train there. I am Gargamel. <laughs> <laughs> we know everyone plays EverQuest for fun, and some people play it for pleasure. Hey, for for money. Edit, edit. For money, but at the end of the day, take care of yourself and each other. Did you just say EverQuest? What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> it's from Jerry Springer. <laughs> I saw it on TV that day. He gives this dramatic ending. He's like, you know, what was it like life, a special life... EverQuest section of? Jerry no, Springer? no, no. He's like life lesson. No, I didn't say EverQuest. Did. Let, let me let we me say this again. All right. Yeah, Listen you carefully. said EverQuest. <laughs> Okay, all right. Don't let even me, bo- do don't again, even bother right? redoing it because I'm gonna use the one you just did. <laughs> uh, I didn't say EverQuest, man. Anyways, haters. Jerry Springer, EverQuest. <laughs> go on. No. All right, so so that's gonna wrap it everyone. up for us this week here at TavernCast.
Thank you, thank you, Azros, for joining us, and Karg hey, for anytime. phoning in from the great white wilderness of Alaska. I, t- I told him to take away my, ra- my race. And Crowley, so, uh, <laughs> why don't you give out our web address? I'm gonna yeah. burn the building, I'm if gonna burn the building down. Wanna... Listen and or donate after this. Um, <laughs> our website's at www.taverncast.com. Uh, go ahead, sign up for the forums. Hey, and please remember to um, give us a call at 1-800-734-418-8727 and leave a voicemail. That number again, 734-418-8727. What number is that, guys? Uh, that's the number to our Skype voicemail. That's the and we would hotline. like we would like everyone, as soon as humanly possible, to give a call to that number and do their very best Murloc impersonation. We want you we'll to do a it. remix. We'll do like a techno Ooh, remix of Murloc. We will do that. That would be fun. Yeah. So we'll, Eloy uh, has GarageBand, so we yeah, can do so it. You, you, guys, you guys out there really hook us up with all your gusto for your best Murloc impersonation. Yep. Really, just smack it to It'll the be floor. Good. We want some good ones. In fact, yep. here, we'll give you some samples. Carve, go Murloc. <laughs> Azros, go Murloc. <laughs> And that was like the L Sharpton of Murlocs. There was this whole Yeah, there was this whole inner city thing to that Murloc. Hey, I live in Chicago, what can I say? Alright, Crowley, go Murloc. And I'll go Murloc. We might actually do an entire podcast where we just speak Murloc. I'm just think, wheezing over here. I think everyone has been uh, Merlockified enough tonight. So. so call us up, add that number, hook us up with if some Merlock stuff, and we will do crazy, evil things with your Merlock impersonations. You don't even have to leave your name. Just scream into our voicemail. <laughs> that way it'll be just like our voicemail on our real phone numbers. If you dare to. We'll feel right at home. If you dare to. So be a client. <laughs> so thanks again. Uh... Come visit our website, www.taverncast.com, uh, for donations, for forums, and for general fun and wackiness. And we'll see you next time. See ya. Bye-bye. Oh, boy. I can't watch porn while I talk. That's just as well for everyone involved. I just want to talk about my new chick troll character named Tynika. Uh, uh, How about we put hater-aid? What's the overall best class in the game to play for both PvE and... RP. <laughs> RP. Yeah. What is Any the best? Shit. There's two or three group ro- person group wrote. Jeez, I cannot talk tonight. A zombie murloc. Ooh. Oh god. Maybe that's. <laughs> yo yo homie, be mad for live one two dog. You know what up? What up? Big life Big life for Mac. Big life for Mac. Big life for life, my dog. Ah.